Hi, I'm Lucy Adams from Disruptive HR. Welcome to one of our podcast series where you'll hear from HR practitioners who are genuinely doing things differently. If you're looking to change your HR practices, then why not check out the Disruptive HR Club? It's got tons of videos, webinars and downloadable guides that will give you all the ideas and practical help you'll need. Check it out at www.disruptivehr.club. Hello and welcome to another podcast from Disruptive HR where we look at and meet uh, organisations that are doing things differently and I'm really delighted today to be up here in Manchester with the co-op and so first up we have Claire Kamara and your People Director of OE, so Organisational Effectiveness and we also have Claire Fogden, so two Claires. And the other Claire, your role is talent and performance partner. So hello, both of you. Hello. hello. Good to see you. Hi, Lucy. So, um, Claire One, Claire Kamara, can you just give me a sense of scale of the co-op? What is yeah. it you do? How many people? Just so people listening to this have got a sense of who you are, if they're not based in the UK and don't know you already. Yeah, okay, no problem at all. So um, co-op was a 175-year-old business. We in fact had our 175-year anniversary last year. Um, we have a, over 60,000 colleagues across primarily four different businesses. The first is food, which is the core business, where we have just over 30,000 colleagues. And that is, um, I'm proud to say, actually, that we have a food store in every single postcode across the whole of the UK. Nice. So three and a half thousand, just over three and a half thousand stores. Um, we have a funeral care business across the UK, and we also have um, uh, legal services and life planning. And in, in essence, that's, the, that's our total business. But the, the bulk of that is in our food stores where we have most of our colleagues. Fantastic. So I want to talk about colleague experience. Um, employee experience is what many other people know, know it by, but you call it colleague experience. And you've been doing some really interesting work in this space. But before we get into kind of what you're doing, can you just describe kind of why, why colleague experience, employee experience, and what it means to you? Because it means different things to different organisations. Okay, so in terms of the colleague experience, I think that um, one of the things that's really important for us is that our colleagues are more important than our customers. So why would we not actually start to approach the way that we deliver to our colleagues in the same way as you would do uh, customers? So everything is built around the colleague life cycle and engaging our colleagues because at the heart of everything is, is building that level of ad advocacy that we need yeah. to ensure that we do have um, colleagues who um, represent the co-op and actually are engaged with the co-op um, and, and, in, and in love with the amazing potential that we have as an organisation. And how did you define your colleague experience? Did you take your uh, external brand promise, your customer promise, or did you come up with something that was much more aligned around your values? How did you uh, just describe what your colleague experience is? Yeah, so a combination, if you like, of uh, all three, but primarily based on insight around what it is that we're trying to achieve as an organisation and also what the colleague experience is today and what, that, what we aspire it to be for the future. 
yeah? So that's where we've taken it and that's how we've started. We've used a number of different avenues and, and used at the heart of it our colleague voice so that our colleagues are actually part of developing and building that experience. So that's where we are. Great. So the other, Claire, you, I think you lead on the colleague voice, can't, don't you? So just give me the, the background to this, this, this whole piece around this kind of, you know, user, end user insight, colleague insight. Just help me understand what that looks like. So I don't lead on the colleague voice. However, I'd say I'm like a really key beneficiary of what it does. <laughs> so colleague voice sits as part of our wider team. And as Claire said, like hearing what people have got to say, that's how we shape our strategy in terms of what we're going to do people-wise. So in a talent and performance space, what we do is go out and listen to people's current experience and what they want from working at co-op. What do they want that experience to be? It can be pretty sobering on occasion when people give you the honest truth about how it is now, but what that gives us is really great opportunity in terms of what we can turn it to in the future. And, and how do people get onto the colleague voice? Is it it's not is it like a staff rep forum or you know how does it how does it come about? So people from across the co-op can um, self-nominate onto it. So we've got really great representation. So I was in there yesterday. You had colleagues from all over the country. Um, it's a regular group of people. So what you do is as a stakeholder within that build a relationship with that group. But there are different levels of people, different roles um, from completely different locations. So you get a really great mix of views, opinions, thoughts and experiences all in one room. And does it stray into some of the more kind of union style stuff? Does it, does it stray into pay and bends and that kind of thing? Or is it more around this is what we want it to be like working here? You can take anything. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, the premise is around co-creation. Yeah, so it's about co-creation and input, really. So what we really try to make sure that we do is involve the colleagues in the products that will benefit or will be delivered to them. Um, it's not about uh, challenge in the union sense, but it is about challenge in terms of products. So those are very separate. So it's around engaging them in the products that deliver to them. So it may well be that there may be some policy decisions around design, but when it comes to the union, that's uh, And you're very, separate. I know from having spoken to you in the past, you're very big on that insight piece, yes. aren't you? So just talk to me about kind of why, how did you get to that? Um, well, I think that one of the most important things that we have benefited from is making sure that we have products that are fit for purpose for our colleagues. And I think that one of the reflections that we have as an HR function is that it's very easy to continue to use the products and services that we think are right without any input really from the colleagues. Yeah. yeah? So we've kind of, we, we've been, um, we call it our bravery pill, where we throw <laughs> away the rule book and we actually start with the colleague at the centre of every decision that we want to make, which sometimes means that we are challenging the status quo. And actually, we've said that we've had to kind of hold our hands, hold hands and hold our nerve. Yeah. But we know that at the heart of everything that we do, because it's based on insight, it gives us a level of confidence that we can actually really deliver something that delivers real value. Fantastic. So truly user-centred design. I love the way you talk about products. I think that in HR, if we start to talk about products, it helps us change our mind 
set around what we're doing, whereas if we're providing a service, it's about can sort of you know streamline processes, consistency of delivery. Whereas what you what you're talking about is about being real fit for purpose, designed around what they want and need. Can you give me an example of something that has changed as a result of the colleague voice saying, we don't want this, but what we do want is, and, and perhaps where they've worked with you on doing and developing something different? Yeah. So performance, I think, is one of our sort of proudest things from a colleague yeah. voice perspective. And I guess the way that we use it really differently at co-op is that I think in an HR sense, often you take what you think is the solution and you try and put it into the organisation. And what we did on performance was we started off just trying to figure out what the problem was we were trying to solve. So that was really listening to what people had to say. And I think I mentioned earlier, the experience can be sobering. And when I first went to talk to colleague voice about performance, I'm not sure there was a huge amount of positivity in the room, <laughs> if any, um, but true honesty. And was your previous um, performance experience all around annual ratings and uh, annual objectives and, and that kind of more tradition, yeah. nine book grid and all of that process stuff? Yeah. Process, 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 um, and as many spreadsheets as you can possibly <laughs> put into one space in yeah. HR. So that's what it was, and everything was centred around the ratings everything so with colleague voice what we've been able to do in a nutshell we've taken ratings away where we can so for our frontline colleagues in stores we've taken away performance ratings which was huge and like Claire said really required some bravery on the part of the business because people were really wedded to them and they felt like well if that's what we do then we should do that for everybody yeah. and what those colleagues really clearly told us is that it just didn't work for them. So they were having regular conversations about how they were getting on, they were great, um, but actually we were then forcing in this performance process that didn't work for anyone. And what the colleague insight and that, that listening to employees gave us is the absolute bullets to go in and give to the commercial team to be brave. So by saying to them actually, if you can be brave and remove these performance ratings, colleagues are gonna have a much better experience of coming to work, it became a no-brainer. Yeah. So we removed performance ratings where we could, and then with the rest of the process, um, I said we just pressed a lot of deletes. So you know they told us actually your 15 performance guides, we loved a pocket guide, um, <laughs> your 15 performance guides, are a bit rubbish yeah. because I haven't got time to read them and what do they actually mean. So we've gone down to two. They said a lot of your language is really flowery and we don't get it and it's HR speak. Yeah. So we really challenged ourselves and wrote in plain English. Um, so they gave us all this insight. They said your, your system, quite frankly, um, which we'd invested time, money and energy into, but we only had 800 people on it. They said that's dreadful. We've now got a system where we've got over 25,000 people using it and really loving it, and it's beyond simple. You know, and people out in the industry is like, I can't believe it is that simple. Wow. Is that something you've designed yourself? Yeah. Or is it off the shelf? You designed we've it designed yourself? it, listening yeah. to what colleagues have told us, and they said, all we actually want is our rating and a summary of the discussion. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So I that's what we did. Absolutely. I think the build on that would be the commercial benefit. So instead of spending time on spreadsheets, yeah. filling in all the data, what we've done is we've been able to use that time for conversations, 
for those engagement moments. That actually means we've not taken it out of the business, but we've redirected it to create better value, which I think is also really yeah, important. And where do you see colleague experience as an agenda, as a focus? Where, what, what, what do you want to do next? Where do you want to take it? It's getting more important. Like I think it's got real momentum in the organisation. So I think the point you picked up on, Lucy, around sort of the union mentality, I think that's maybe what people thought of it to start with, you know, that that's what it was like, union matters. And actually it's about listening to what people have got to say. And I was in there yesterday um, and Steve Morells, our CEO, was in there listening to what people had to say, you know, and he was like, wow, like people are really honest and like I'm taking something away from this because what they've created is a really unique environment where people do feel that they can speak, they don't feel held back. So I think like for me, it's almost like the sky's the limit. So we're in there at the moment talking to them about completely reshaping how we approach talent and how we approach careers conversations. But I don't think there isn't anything we, there's nothing we wouldn't take in. No, not at all. I think that where we are at the minute is we've launched just recently our vision. It's a co-op, which is cooperating for a fairer world. That's a big lofty vision yeah. and I think that where we are at the minute is actually what does that mean within the organisation and what does that experience need to look like within the context of our new vision. Um, and I think that because you can't deliver anything that you're not yeah. um, and so in terms of our agenda that's our kind of North Star but that is going to take a lot of work and activity for all our colleagues to really engage and, and step forward into that space. So that's really exciting. It's very exciting. Mm. So is there anything else that's come out of the colleague voice and insight that, that you think is worth highlighting? Yeah, I think that what's really um, fantastic now is that our kind of, our, the engagement and the um, the understanding around how we make decisions is really important. So for example, if we're in a conversation and individuals are saying that we want this, our response will be, well, that might be what you think. However, this is what our colleagues are saying and this is what it means for them. So that really has helped a really clear and consistent way and in is terms that of about, decisions. And does that enable you to challenge both leaders' views but also perhaps traditional HR views Absolutely, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And that's been the golden nugget, to be honest, because I think that um, who wants to keep doing the same thing all the time, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So for us, having that colleague that where you've got that lens in terms of like a customer is really important. And that we don't chase down one opinion. So actually as well, so colleague voice is where it starts, but then we take that and we do more testing of something out into different colleague groups, so we're never being led by one loud voice. Fantastic. So Claire Kamara, Claire Fogden of the Co-op, thank you for talking to me about employee experience or colleague experience. Thanks so much for spending the time with us and telling us all about the brilliant things you're doing. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more resources to help you change HR, check out the Disruptive HR Club at www.disruptivehr.club.